Welcome to the Otherworldly Oracle official podcast. We are your hosts, Kitty and Alora. And the wheel of the year is spinning. We are past Samhain in the Northern Hemisphere and Beltane in the Southern Hemisphere. As we head into winter and summer, respectively, we feel this change of seasons in our practices and in our lives. I don't know about you, but I feel self-care is a topic that's necessary for the season, no matter where you are in the world, and is often a necessity that most of us have a difficult time with. So in this episode, we are addressing the importance of caring for ourselves and how to witchify your self-care rituals and routines. So grab your cuppa and settle in. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. What's mm-hmm. up, lady? Oh, uh, I'm actually kind of dreading this topic um, and sipping on some coffee. <laughs> dreading and sipping. All right. Well, this me. is a topic I'm not very good at. I think a lot of us struggle with this. I mean, it's it's not an easy thing to do to care for yourself. It really isn't. Right. Especially in this day and age when we have so much going on with family, friends, careers. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. It's, and before we really get into it, I just want to say that whatever self care rituals or routines or little habits that you can fit into your daily life is, is good enough for you. You don't have to you know, take everything that we say and run with it and try to fit everything in. That's, that's not what self-care is about. It's about fitting it in when you can. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think, I I probably think that that's my biggest issue with self-care is I feel like if I am not, um, setting aside block, like (laughs) decent blocks of time to go to a spa or to, um, have a night out with friends or something like that. Like I'm not taking care of myself. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I think that that's important to do occasionally as well, but that's not all that self-care is about. Right. Which we're going to get into. Right. Exactly. So do you think that self-care is really important and do you maybe try to include it in your witchcraft practice in some way? Yeah. So I definitely think that self-care is important. I definitely think that I have an issue (laughs) with my own self-care. And I try to fit it in when I can. And I don't, I think that, I think everybody's self-care routines and rituals looks different. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not all going to look like a big deal, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, So as far as fitting it into my practice, I don't like, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, okay. So, so fitting self-care into your practice, meaning it could be something simple. Like I think meditation is a self-care ritual. Are you able to fit that into your practice? 
or maybe, you know, diffusing essential oils at night to help you fall asleep, that kind of thing. I mean, I know that's all, it seems mundane, but those things to me are witchcraft as well. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think I have a self-care ritual. I mean, it's also part of my daily practice as well, but it's really important in the mornings for some reason, it's really important in the mornings for me to wake up and start the incense going because it kind of just sets the vibe in the house for the day. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I, when, when we don't do that or when I don't do that, it definitely doesn't have the same motivation or vibration to start my day. And it feels weird. (laughs) I got you. I got you. I think for me, I try to incorporate it into my life and my practice, but it's a challenge sometimes, as we've said, especially to keep the momentum going with certain things. Right. But I do think when we get a break from life and from the outside world, even like in the winter time during the holidays, even like hot summer breaks, I think that's a good time to really turn inward and focus on caring for ourselves when our mm. families aren't up our butts. <laughs> <laughs> and I also think this is a good time, uh, good season to start doing shadow work, which we will be discussing in depth in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Yes. And on that note about very hot summer breaks, we have a pool. And so that is definitely a self-care thing around here because, um, in Australia it gets hot y'all real hot. Mm-hmm. So, so it's nice that we, too. yeah, it's nice that we have a pool in the backyard because it's almost a necessity here. Yeah. Which I didn't realize, um, the first couple of years, but now that I have one, I feel like I can't go back. Like, I feel like I will always need to have a house with a pool mm-hmm. at this stage. Yeah. Uh, same, and especially here, you can't not have one. Yeah. Yeah. And especially the, the one we have, um, is salt water. So it doubles as entertainment and cleansing all in one. <laughs> I like that. Uh, ours is not salt water, but we have a, um, like a fancy fountain. So it sounds like a brook, like a babbling brook. Oh, I bet that's nice to meditate in. It is. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Jinx. (laughs) All right. So speaking of the importance of self-care, let's talk about why it's so important for us to take care of ourselves, body, mind, and soul. And also why is it important for witches or magical practitioners more specifically? Hmm. What is your what is your opinion on this? Like, do you think it's especially important for people who practice magic to take care of ourselves? So I will say yes, uh, because there are certain benefits you can gain Mm -hmm. from taking better care of yourself that are spiritual. So I didn't mention this before, but there have been times in my practice when I have, gone on a completely like raw diet. I don't know if you know what that is, but Oh yeah. Okay. So raw food diet is where you basically don't heat anything above what is it? 180 degrees. 
um, or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the, the exact degree, but you eat a lot of seafood. You eat a lot of um, non-cooked things. Right. But the point of me saying this is when I did that, I did it for spiritual reasons. I didn't do it. I mean, I did it for spiritual and uh, physical care reasons. And so spiritually, what I got out of it was a much clearer mind, mm-hmm. a much clearer intuitive sense. Um, so there are benefits like that. If you're a magical practitioner for taking care of yourself, I think that it strengthens your aura. It strengthens your energy field. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just taps you in to a much higher frequency than you can achieve when you're not taking care of yourself. Agreed. Yep. I, I would like to say that I think too, for most witches and magical practitioners, excuse me, that a lot of us, whether you're an empath or not, most of us are very sensitive or even take on energies from different sources around us. It could be other people, it could be animals. You could just be extra sensitive to world events. And I think too, at least for me, I'm easily affected by the change of the seasons, astrological events, moon phases, even weather, weather patterns affect me. I can get, I can get like headaches and things from um, atmospheric changes and all that. So I think it's really important in order to stay grounded and keep your chakras aligned and all those things you have to engage in some self-care. Right. Yes. Correct. Because when you have all that energy coming at you, it can get a little chaotic and then you might end up feeling drained. Right. And what better way to replenish your energy than to take care of yourself in different ways. Yeah. And I think, I mean, to put this in Western Westernized terms, every doctor has a doctor. So every witch healer has a witch healer. I mean, in my experience, I know I do. Um, as far as like, I go to a Reiki practitioner Mm -hmm. when I feel off. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's important. I think it's important for, you know, which witches to have witches to go to. I think it's important for psychologists to have psychologists to go to, you know what I mean? Cause we're still all human beings. I agree. Yeah. The, the, the Reiki and healing aspect is a big part of that. I think too, though, just caring for yourself in general will help when you're trying, when you're taking on different energies or when you're being affected by different environmental changes and all that too. Yes, exactly. And I yeah. think, uh, learning those things helps uh, with like daily maintenance. Mm-hmm. And I, I was more talking about when <laughs> basically when you don't have time or you don't fit in self-care, <laughs> you end up going to a, to a practitioner to ah, help you. Okay. Gotcha. You. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, honestly, I'll, if I could be completely honest, I don't have like a witch healer that I go to and I probably mm-hmm. should, but I find that I can, cause I'm, I'm Reiki attuned. I'm not a Reiki master, but I'm Reiki attuned uh, level two. 
So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to give myself Reiki because it comes from an outside source. It doesn't come from me. Right. So, right. Um, I'm able to do that for myself, but I think, yeah, it is a, it is a good way if you're not able to engage in self-care on a more regular basis, like you said, it's a good thing to have someone to, to go to that can help you realign and ground and all those things. And I think it's a totally different experience as well, because mm-hmm. even though we know how to do these things, it's just like reading tarot for yourself. Sometimes you're so emotionally invested in a situation that you can't make heads or tails of what the cards are telling you. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with like your energetic body. Sometimes you are not aware of the things that are going on in your own energetic body because you've become so, um, I don't want to say oblivious, but you're, you're doing all the things and you just haven't paid attention, I guess is the point. I agree. You know, the problem that I have, and not many people are going to have this because it's only where I live. Lucky me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Only where I live, is there a, I don't want to say a shortage of Reiki practitioners that you can Mm -hmm. actually go to and, you know, pay a a service amount or whatever service charge. The Hmm. reason for that is because Reiki practitioners have to also have a masseuse license. And I think that's ridiculous. It is. So the people that say that they're doing Reiki, um, the ones that I have found here aren't necessarily legitimate and I just don't want to get into it, but it's, it's a problem where I live, (laughs) but I don't think many people will find that to be a problem because it really isn't worldwide. It's just where I live basically. So it's a good thing. I'm Reiki attuned. (laughs) (laughs) it's ridiculous but anyway yeah okay so moving on right what are the essential elements of witches self-care so i think we can break this down by the three main parts to what we call the human experience which are body mind and soul So we'll focus on the body first, and I'm just going to go over the main ways to care for your body, and then we'll get into sort of the different rituals and things. First is food, right? Because we all need to eat. Yep. Second, movement. Oh, yeah. It doesn't have to be specific exercise. We'll get more into that, but you got to move your body. Indulgence, which is indulging yourself, basically. Sleep and also affection. Do you agree affection with this? Affection is important. Yes. And sleep too. Definitely. Yes. Cause if you, I mean, if you can't get enough sleep, you start hallucinating. So yes, sleep's important. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay. For your mind, I put it like this knowledge in knowledge out. And in addition, you have spell work that I believe goes under the mind, but kind of, I mean, it deals in all aspects of of, of your whole self, whatever. And, and also mental health. Yes. And then spirit or soul meditation, prayer and deity invocation, healing, being in nature, and basically just doing more of what makes you feel inner peace and joy. So those, I feel like are the, really the essential self-care elements 
And now let's talk about how to witchify these routines. And do you want to talk about food, Alora? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, um, so I laugh because I am the pickiest eater in the world and I don't like vegetables and I don't like fruit and I know everybody's going, Oh my God. But, um, well, (laughs) there's a reason though for that. I mean, yes, there is a reason for that. That stems from my childhood. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also, it's a texture thing for Uh me. Yeah. It's not a taste thing. Um, so I'm really bad at caring for my body through food because I will pick the junk food over <laughs> the fruit every day of the week. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think it's, I applaud people that have the discipline, I guess, to not touch junk food because I can be really good most of the time. But as soon as there's, you know, let's say Halloween candy in the house, I want to eat like, I don't know, four Twixes or something like all at once. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same. (laughs) It's, it's hard. It's so hard if it's there, you know, it's like, you just, you want to engage in that, but. But I find too, that I'm okay. So I have also found that I am a cyclical creature when it comes to food, uh, So I will go a long time with not being mindful about what I eat, but then something will change for me. And all of a sudden I will be extremely mindful with what I'm eating, what I'm drinking. Things will be going from processed to organic. Like I'll have a whole pantry changeover. Um, so, so I kind of, while sometimes I do feel bad about the fact that I don't eat healthier all the time. I also know that I'm cyclical. And so I don't feel as bad if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I totally get it. I think it's about balance too. I also don't feel that one specific, you know, way of eating that excludes a lot of specific food groups is necessarily healthy for everyone either. So it's about what your specific body needs and like learning what to eat and when. So obviously, you know, we need to eat and drink to survive, but I think when we add intention, we're more mindful Then that kind of adds extra magic to your meals. And it makes the eating and drinking experience a little more witchy and also becomes a part of your self-care routine. So for me, a few ways that I try to take care of myself through food, but also add witchcraft to it is to choose more earth-based foods. Yes, I will have some Twix every once in a while, but for the most part, I'm trying to eat mostly vegetables, fruits, meats, just less processed food. And again, what I eat isn't going to be the same for everybody else, but you know, less processed foods, right? Yes. And this is not a debate about vegetarian, vegan, and eating meat. It's just right. Well, that's what I mean by whatever's (laughs) right for you. Right. Yeah. I don't judge. So I think too, if you can add some of your favorite magical herbs to your meals or even to a bottle of ice water, 
You could add like strawberry and rosemary, lemon and basil, all those kinds of little things you're caring for yourself. You're putting in that extra effort and it's also healthier for your body. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think that you can indulge occasionally the, the keyword there is occasionally. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, like, okay. So I don't think that, look, I'm not a proponent for, you know, becoming an alcoholic. It's not what I'm saying. Um, but I will say that our ancestors and the gods are all wine and mead loving people. So I don't, I see that as honorific more than indulgent. I agree for me. I, I, but for me, it's different. I, I have to alcohol actually becomes a barrier for me spiritually. So when I drink more often, it kind of clouds my abilities to, or my ability to connect. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I'm definitely not like, I'm definitely not saying like drink all the time. (laughs) No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, if you're out having, you know, girls night or boys night or whatever, having a few beers, having a few wines, like that's not like, that's good. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, listen, I plan on, we're, we're, we're going to see friends this weekend. There will probably be alcohol flowing, you know, (laughs) I just mean like if, okay, honestly, when the whole, you know, pandemic occurred, Mm. I was drinking quite frequently and it's a not good for my body, but, and also be not good for me spiritually. So I had to cut that back. So for me, it's just like special occasions like that, right? You're going to be around friends. People want to drink. Sure. Go for it. But yeah, moving on. <laughs> Agreed. I think we're on the same. We're, we're definitely, we're vibing. We're on the same track here. Yes, I agree. Okay. Oh, and go ahead. And, oh, and water, by the way, I hate yeah. water. I know people are going to be like, how do you hate water? What are you drinking then? Because water has no taste (laughs) I know, and I need it to have flavor. So I used to, when I lived in the U S I used to get those, um, oh, I can't remember the name of Dasani, Dasani drops. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I used to get those and use those. What are you drinking there? But over here, we don't have anything like that, or at least nothing that I've found that I want to use. So all I drink here is um, coffee and soda. And I like this past June, July, August, September period, I did drink a lot of water, um, but I was also really ill. (laughs) I think that's why. (laughs) So you didn't get used to the taste you got off of it again? Yeah. But I, but I did find, I have found that I bought myself a, I guess this is self-care. I bought myself a really nice water bottle Mm -hmm. when I got sick. And I find that if I fill that up with water and I take it with me, I do drink water throughout the day. Yes. Um, whereas before when I didn't have a water bottle, I just didn't drink. 
Yep. Um, it's actually, uh, that's, that's a tip that a lot of nutritionists or whoever will tell you if you have your own special water bottle, like I have a Yeti cup that keeps my water cold, like for 24 hours and I'll sit there and I'll have like maybe eight cups a day. Whereas like you said before, if it's just out of like a plastic tumbler, I may have like a cup, you know? Right. For some reason, psychologically, it just makes you want to drink more water. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So get yourself a Yeti cup people. No, this is not an advertisement. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for real, but they, they work really well. They do keep your water like ice cold in 90 degree weather for hours on end. It's pretty, it's magic. (laughs) Okay. All right. Movement. Yeah. So when we say movement, it's just about getting your body moving in some way. You don't have to go out and do some kind of crazy workout routine, lifting massive weights unless you want to. But I think, you know, it's, it's just important to move your body around. Like no one's, we weren't, we're not here to just sit in a a stagnant position and rot all day long. Right. Mm. So, I mean, do what you can. Obviously some people are limited to what they can do as well, but yeah, it's just about moving in whatever way you can. A lot of witches to enjoy learning some certain form of dance, like belly dancing. Some yep. people are into like the aerial yoga, which has it like, basically there's like a cocoon wrapped around you and it feels all comfortable and like you're in your mother's womb. <laughs> If you have a pool, go for a swim, like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Swimming is really good on your joints, especially. That's why they have like the uh, aquatic aerobics or whatever for the, for the elderly. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just in whatever way that you can move your body, it's important to do that because physically it gets your blood pumping. It gets, you know, it releases the hormones that help with your mental health as well. And right. That's all I got to say about that. Do you have anything on that? Nope. Um, I did find that when I was practicing yoga three times a week, I felt more connected spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I definitely think there's spiritual benefits to exercise for sure. And mental as well. Yeah. I think honestly that my anxiety would be through the roof if I never moved or worked out. (laughs) Yeah, it definitely helps your mental health. It's not a cure-all, but you know, it helps. So, all right, let's talk about indulgence. (laughs) (laughs) Are you making fun of that word? No, I feel like it's like one of those ads for wealthy chocolates. You know, like, oh yeah. Diva. Yeah. Diva indulgence. <laughs> what are those? There's some chocolate like popsicle bars too that have a really naughty name. Do you know what I'm talking about? Magnum. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I saw that commercial, I was like, is this for real? <laughs> Oh okay. boy. 
so indulgence. I think to me, this is just about like spoiling yourself and whatever, whatever that means to you, whether it's mm. a relaxing ritual bath, as many witches love to take, you know, yeah, you- I do. I Go do ahead. do that on occasion. Yeah. I don't do it all the time. I'd probably do it maybe once a month. Mm. You add some herbs, Dang. maybe some salts, petals, oils, blah, 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 whatever to your bath. I'll tell you what though, what? you know, those baths that you see on Instagram with all the floral and herbs and, nope. oh my God, I did that once and I will never do it again. No, <laughs> it's a pain in the, I know. Booty. Like after afterwards, I was like, why did I do this? Oh my God. Now I got to clean all this crap up. <laughs> yep. Then it clogs your drain. Yeah. No, the easier yep. way to do it is to get a, like a little muslin bag or a sachet. Yes. And that's how I always do it Yeah. now. Is it as pretty as like the Instagram photo? No, but no. It, it's effective and you can just literally Practical. pick up the bag. Yeah. <laughs> it's practical. It's what Virgos do. <laughs> well, I'm not a Virgo, but I do that too. Cause I'm just lazy and I don't want to have to clean all that crap out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but aren't you a Capricorn moon? Yeah, I'm actually Capricorn moon and rising. Well, there you go. Yeah. Practical. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So I okay. think too, while you're bathing, I think it's important to either, you know, if you're not going to read a book, sit there and do some positive self-talk, right? I think that's a big part of when we get into the mind aspect as well, but how you talk to yourself is so important. Anyway, other ways to spoil yourself. Maybe you can get a massage or a facial. Hold Maybe on, you... back up a second. Yeah. Um, talk to yourself. Yeah. Yes. And for people who have trouble with that, um, especially self-worth issues, I highly recommend getting yourself a whiteboard marker and writing affirmations and things on your mirrors. If you have a glass shower, that's another good place. I also will write quotes and things like that on our shower doors, um, for motivation and inspiration and things like that. So that's another thing you can implement for, to help you talk better to yourself. It is so important. And I used to be really good about affirmations for myself and I haven't been doing that lately and I need to. Yeah. Okay. Spoiling yourself. We said massages. Also, if you like to sunbathe, you know, even just taking time out of your busy schedule on the weekend, even if, I mean, I do feel like relaxing in a safe, comfortable place with a good book or a movie with your significant other. I think that's self-care as well. I agree. Do you have any to add to that? No. Okay. I mean, any of these things can be witchy. You just have to be creative when you don't even really have to be that creative. You just watch a witchy movie. Boom. Self-care for witches. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What about sleep? So 
get a it. Lot of, a lot of people Do used it. to say that you could, <laughs> it was, it's like six to eight hours, but professionals now recommend seven to nine hours a night of sleep. No, I yes. disagree with this wholeheartedly. Why? And I will tell you why. Because you get 10 hours anthrop- a night? No, because it's anthropologically incorrect. So human beings didn't start sleeping in chunks of eight hours um, until the industrial revolution and the workday came into place, really. Um, so actually our primal ancestors only slept for a few hours at a time. Uh, because, yeah, that's because they were worried about the saber tooth tiger taking off their leg or something. That's correct. However, um, they've done studies and stuff to show that that's really how we're supposed to be sleeping. And that's really how our brain functions best. Okay. Well, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you and tell you that I'm sure as hell not going to wake up after four hours of sleep. You're supposed to like go to sleep, sleep for about four hours, wake up, be awake for two to four hours, go back to sleep for another four or five and then get up. That would never work for me. There's no <laughs> way I'd be able to fall back asleep. Like I would have issues with that whole thing. Anyway, I, I see anyway. what you're saying and I believe you. I, I see you. But I like my eight hours of sleep a night. <laughs> I think that I mentioned that more for uh, people out there who have newborn babies, um, because I think self care for someone who has a, a new new kid in the house is more difficult when it comes to sleep. But just know that you can still do self care sleep without having to get seven to nine hours in one crack, if that makes sense. Yeah. You sleep when the baby sleeps basically. Yes. (laughs) And which you think is very easy to do, but I remember sometimes that when the baby goes to sleep, then you want to get things done that you couldn't when the baby's awake. So that's a struggle. (laughs) The struggle's real. The struggle is real. Okay. So seven to nine hours of sleep continue. Oh, okay. So a lot of people think too, there's this misconception that if you miss some sleep that you can catch up on it at a later time, Mm. your body and your mind don't work that way. So figure out something else. (laughs) Right. If you're struggling with getting like falling asleep and staying asleep, there's herbs and teas for that. Valerian is one. I can't stand the smell of it, but it does work. It smells like feet. Oh, it's terrible. It's like worse than feet. Yes. You open Um, that bottle and the person in the next room can smell it. But it is nature's volume. So it does work. It just smells awful. But anyway, (laughs) yeah, there's teas, there's essential oils, there's ASMR. Yeah. Music, you know prayer, whatever. Oh, turn your computers, screens, and your TVs and all that off, like at least an hour before you try to get some sleep. Cause a lot of people that will kind of keep your mind in like a daytime mode. Right. And, and I've also, really I also found that when I, so I don't disconnect the phone completely anymore. Uh, but I did put it in airplane mode for a long time, uh, to go to bed 
And I found that I slept a whole lot better when the phone was in airplane mode. And I don't know if that has to do with like the waves from the cell tower coming to the phone. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But now they've implemented some new features uh, for iOS that help with that as well. Um, Because now I have a sleep mode that Mm -hmm. turns everything off. So I don't know if it's, I'm like testing it out now because I don't know if it's necessarily the way the, you know, the waves from the cell tower, or if it's just my mind, like anticipating a phone call or a text message, you know what I mean? Right. So now I'm putting it in sleep mode and we'll see how that goes. And that might work just as well. Who knows? I don't know, but uh, definitely, definitely switching your phone into airplane mode or into, um, if you have an iPhone, they now have focus. Um, so I switch mine into the sleep mode for focus, um, which essentially turns off all messages, phone calls, all that stuff to let you get a good night's sleep. And also I have to have like, um, actually I'll tell you the name of the app because I use it every night. It is called relax melodies. You can pay for the full version. Uh, but I don't pay for the full version. I just use the free version. Um, and it has like all kinds of nature sounds, um, Mm -hmm. white noise, but it even has meditations, uh, bedtime stories. If you have kids, um, so all those good things. So yeah, that's it, it, cool. really, it really helps me sleep. I use my fan. I turn my fan on at night and the white noises that that works for me. Yeah, I do that too. Except for my husband is the opposite of me and he needs it super quiet. Oh. So unless it's like middle of summer and it's really hot in the house, he's like, no fan. <gasps> no, I have to have a little bit of noise. Yeah, but that's why I like relaxed melodies because they actually have an oscillating fan noise. So I stick that on. I put my phone under my pillow and that's in my ear all night and I'm fine. This is also not an advertisement people for relaxed melodies. (laughs) No, I, well, any app that you can find that has a particular noise. I know. I'm just teasing because what were we talking about earlier? I sounded like I was advertised. Oh, the Yeti. Oh, for like the Yeti cup, it keeps your beverages cold for 24 hours. (laughs) Oh, wait, that was me. And I was like, indulgence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. Moving on. Yes. Okay. So sleep It's important. People make sure you get it. Oh, moving on to affection. That's appropriate. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think. All right. So just personally for a very long time in my life, I thought that I didn't need physical affection. Mm. You do. The problem with that is that you do, even when you think you're tough and you don't need anybody, you don't need physical touch. You actually do your body and your mind and your soul all, all need it. It's uh, oxytocin. (laughs) Exactly. It releases hormones in your body that are known to elevate mood. It does many other things, but that's, you know, at the body level, right? Correct. So, and okay. And this is going to sound really cheesy, but it works. If you only have someone to be able to give you one hug a day and it's going to sound ridiculous, but if 
they can give you a 20 second hug. Yeah. That's when the hormones actually really start to release. And you're going to be like, Oh, (laughs) it's funny because when sometimes I'll look at my husband and be like, I need a hug. And so he'll start hugging me and then he'll go pull, go to pull away. And I'll be like, no, I need a 20 second. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we, my husband and I specifically do that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come here. Give me a hug. It, you know, it helps. Yeah. It does help. And it is self-care because if you're not getting that physical affection from anyone, it doesn't have to be a significant other, but I mean, you know, your children or a friend or whoever, you know, there's even people that you can hire to cuddle. Okay. Now look, <laughs> that seems a bit, I know. Cause you, you don't know, know what you're getting, I right. Think, I don't think I'd be signing up for that anytime soon. Who knows? You know, if you need it more power to you. Okay. Caring for your mind, putting knowledge in. Yes. What do you think, Alora? I think for, uh, okay. So knowledge can be lots of different things. Uh, Which is the specifically for witches. Okay. Mm -hmm but it still can be a lot of different things. So for some witches, this will be books Yep. for some witches. This will be hands-on. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so, and for some witches, it'll be abstract even because if you're meditating to the Akashic records and you gain knowledge on past, you know, a past life that you lived, well, it's still gaining knowledge. Right. Oh yeah. So, yeah. So I, I think feel dreaming is a big one for me over the past yep. few months. Yeah, absolutely. Which weaves into sleep. People. Correct. <laughs> yes, I agree with all those things. Also, and then we've got knowledge go out, mm-hmm. which so- is about finding a way to release your feelings and your thoughts and all that extra energy into a productive hobby or pastime or whatever you want to call it. So or podcast or podcast. (laughs) Exactly. It could be, you could be writing in a journal or a grimoire, singing, dancing, artwork, crafting, cooking, whatever, some form, something that you can use as a creative outlet, but also, you know, weave into your practice even, I mean, it doesn't Mm. have to be a part of your practice, but yeah. Yes. I wholeheartedly agree. And I think you could even, I mean, I think you could even call that one, um, creativity. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. So what about, caring for our mental health is so crucial to being a witch. Yeah. I think everyone struggles with mental health at some point in our lives. Some of us more than others. Unfortunately, it's not something that's spoken about frequently, but I think it's starting to come out more in the open. Right. I think if you are struggling with anxiety or depression or, you know, self-confidence, self-esteem, all those different things. The important thing is to acknowledge it and then find a way to address it in a healthy manner. 
And Mm. sometimes it takes even going to another person and asking for help as witches. We want to say to ourselves that we can do everything ourselves. We can do it for ourselves. We don't need anyone, but we need help too. Sometimes. Yes. Which is exactly what I was saying. you know, at the beginning, when I said Mm -hmm. the witch needs a witch, (laughs) that's exactly what I meant. (laughs) Yes. And in addition to that, though, if you need a psychologist or psychiatrist, then that's important too. Yes, correct. Yeah. We're not, we're definitely not saying that, you know, it's only magical people. Sometimes, you, you know, sometimes if you need a doctor, you get a doctor, right? Yes, correct. Absolutely. Okay. So also too, keeping in mind, if you're introvert versus an extrovert, how, what is best for you to reset your body and mind and then replenish your energy in different ways? Obviously an extrovert gets more energy and really is re-energized by being around other people. And introvert is basically the opposite. So understand what you are and what's best for you. All right. So now let's talk about spiritual self-care. I mean, it comes down to basically whatever gives you, like I said before, an inner peace and joy. I think that you should just do more of that. And for a lot of witches, that answer might be one or more of the following. Being in nature, that's a big one for mm. me. I have to be outside a certain amount of time or I definitely get depressed. Yeah, I'm the same. And I have really struggled um, moving continents uh, with the being in nature because I actually live in a part of Australia that's very dry and there's no, I'm used to forests mm-hmm. and we don't have any forests. And I that just kills me. Um, that is hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know that's uh, hard. Okay. But continue. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe spell work is something that, which is like to do that, that gives them that inner peace and joy dreaming mm-hmm. and shadow work. Now shadow work might not bring you joy initially, but it's definitely <laughs> necessary for growth <laughs> and healing. Oh yeah. yeah Cause yeah. most people I know avoid it like the plague. Yeah, it's not it's not an easy or fun process to go through, but it is definitely necessary and we're going to go really far into that in the next episode next week. So, yeah, join us for that. Maybe everybody's going to be running away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yep, nope, not going to listen to that one." No, I'm just kidding. I but hope you, you do because really it is important. Should. Yeah, it's so important and it will make you that much better of a person and of a witch. Yes. I think too, spiritually for me, connection with my deities and guides is really important for my joy and spiritual self-care and maybe even divination. If if you like doing readings for yourself and whatever method you prefer, or maybe even, maybe even just spoiling yourself and buying yourself a new tarot deck. Yeah. And I think that I don't want to come off as very consumerist because that's not what I'm saying here, but I'm also saying like, we've talked about pretty much 
a lot of different things, um, that probably aren't the first things you think of when you think of self-care. Um, but I think that kind of falls under indulgence, right? So you can indulge whether it's going to the nail salon or mm-hmm. buying a new tarot deck or things like that. And that is perfectly acceptable as self-care. I don't think that we r- went into it that far, That's um, true. but yeah, those things all count too. And like we said at the beginning, self-care is going to look different for everyone. Exactly. So, yeah. Right. And maybe you, you know, self-care might also be, there's bars now that you can go to where you can practice throwing an ax. Did you know that? Yes. And I think that that is genius. Or is it a bar? Because- it might not even be a bar. It might just be a place that you go to, to throw an ax. <laughs> no, they're bars. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Um, I don't know if there's like a limit or how they, yeah, really, I'm like, that sounds like it could get messy, (laughs) but I think that it's kind of genius, uh, because it's very therapeutic and there's actually another thing that's trending, I guess that I'm really interested in because, um, basically it's called a rage room. Oh yeah. I've seen it. I know exactly what it is. Yeah. They hand you a baseball bat or whatever. And it's got a bunch of breakables in the Mm -hmm. room and you just go nuts and break as much as you can within 30 minutes or however long they give you. Yep. Because I, I don't know. I just, I think that that's a healthy way to get some of your feelings out. I agree. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're, yeah. if, I mean, it's not something that you're gonna be able to do all the time, probably No, no, no. on a special occasion. It's just a nice release. And I would think that yeah. ax throwing would provide the same. And it, for Definitely. me, it used to be, um, shooting a recurve bow was like that for me. Yeah. Which I really miss. And I want another one. <laughs> well, do you have enough, like, do you have a backyard there where you can practice that or no? Yeah, but I need to look into it because I'm not sure what the regulations are here with bows. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, if I was still in the U S I would have one like next week, but <laughs> gotcha. All right. All right. I think that wraps it up. Cool. All right. Read more about ritual bathing, cleansing rituals, and self-care spells at otherworldlyoracle.com. Join our high-vibing Facebook group to learn more about the fairy realm and visit Alora's website, that's me, at alorarain.com for numerology, tarot readings, and more. Grant some magical energy to your witchy sisters. Subscribe to and review this podcast. Plus, if you're looking for a podcast on the more taboo, controversial witchy side, subscribe to our sister podcast, Mimir's Well, now on your preferred podcasting app. And remember, whether you're in the land of the Fae or the land of the ancestors, stay otherworldly.